to admit I have a problem? Okay, well here's my problem, it's a big one. Uh, if I stop killing demons, everyone I love, like you, gets eaten. Uh, nope, that does not sound appetizing at all. Not like a chili cook-off for freedom. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Forever Fangirls podcast. Today we are discussing the latest and, dare I say, darkest episode on Winona Earp thus far, entitled, Life Turned Her That Way. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever Fanpod. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on our website, Forever Fangirls, and on Instagram at Forever Fanpod. And we have a lot of things to unpack in this episode. So let's get started with the banter music first, for those who haven't seen it yet. And trust me, you would want to see this episode. So anyway, spring is here. Spring has sprung. Yes, is it really? Fun. I mean, we still have some cold days. According to the calendar, we have passed the spring equinox, so it is spring. Oh, okay. Well, yay! We can go on our morning walks and some evening walks and not, you know, have to bundle up in Canada goose coats and tons of layers. Yes, or biking, like what we were supposed to do this morning. Yeah, uh, that was before that episode of Unheard. <laughs> I know. That was very, that was a very happy episode. Heavy. 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 Um, <clears throat> but before we delve into that, uh, do you want to say anything about our upcoming project? Oh, our super secret project? Our super secret project. I can see your halo. Halo. I can't sing Beyonce. I'm I'm horrible. Um, we're not talking about Winona Earp. We're talking about our, our upcoming project. Oh, well, we recorded a promo for it and I can't wait to release it. Okay. That's good. But I don't want to talk about it because knowing me, I'm going to spill the beans. I know. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say that I am really excited, too. And just like Kimberly, I'm going to keep it under wraps, lest I do penance for saying too much. Do you like what I did there? What? Really? What? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I don't never understand. Mind. Never mind. What did I miss? Okay. Our banter music is coming to an end. So let's delve into the heart of this week's Winona Earp episode, Life Turned Her That Way. What did I miss? Anyway. <clears throat> so to start us off, Kimberly will read the episode summary from IMDb. A deadly foe reemerges in the Ghost River Triangle, intent on finishing what they started. Yes, nothing ever stays dead in the Ghost River Triangle, does it? That surprises you? Well, uh, no. <laughs> the episode, seriously, and we really need to preface this, the episode, unlike the previous three in the second half of season four, God, say that three times that fast, mm -hmm. it's like, bleh, it was um, extremely dark, extremely foreboding, and there's only one thing I got to say about that. Yep. We have a major, major emergency here. I'd say almost like a crisis. <laughs> I'm just going to push that a lot. <laughs> so let's start with the title of this episode. Okay. When I first saw it, I you know, it says life turned her that way. I actually thought that it was referring to Winona. Same. And now after seeing the episode, I'm like, oh, crap. I think they're talking about Waverly. You know, I thought the same thing too, because if you think about it, since season one, 
we've been introduced to Winona Earp. The show is Winona, Winona Earp. Earp. So we've been introduced to Winona Earp. We've learned of her history. We know where she was all this time. We know what she's been doing. We know a lot about her. Mm-hmm. And we learned her, you know, we've met her sidekicks. And I, I know they're chosen family, but again, take it theoretically that Winona Earp is the lead She's the main character. She is the title character. Everyone else surrounding her fills out the rest of the story, right? Yeah. Doc is her sidekick. He is the best sidekick. But we don't really know a ton of Waverly. And, you know, like even we got to learn a lot about Nicole. But if you think about it, they have been very secretive of Waverly. It's like we'll get a a hint. Like we we learned she wasn't um, an Earp. No, she's a Gibson and not the guitar. But... Really? <laughs> Sorry, I just, it just popped in my head. I don't Nicole know. Nicole actually, um, when they had Alice, Waverly crossed the border to the Ghost River Triangle, and Nicole, you know, she asked Nicole, you know, what am I? And she goes, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So we know later on that she's, you know, half angel, but we don't really know much about Julian. We don't really know much about Mama Earp. You know, unfortunately, Mama Earp is now traveling all over looking for Julian, who died in the Ghost River Triangle yeah. protecting his daughter. So, God, that's heartbreaking. But we really, really don't know a lot. And the more we learn, the more, the more questions that come up. Yes, what's up with that? You're supposed to have you give us answers, not give us more questions. And that is why we need season five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> That's true. Um, but that, I, I agree. I think I think it's. I actually think it's about both of them. And the reason I do is because life did make Winona the way she is, but life has also making Waverly who she is. She has become this darker version of herself because of what she's had to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, just yeah. I I don't think that I can add anything else to that. Because, you know, we've always thought of Waverly as being good, right? And I don't want to say good, but she's always been innocent. She's been, she's been, the, she's been the light. Yeah. Right? She's been the light to Winona's darkness, almost, yeah. right? They, they, they counter each other. Yeah. Right? To, to find that balance. And the fact that you know she's now transforming into something else, I, I I just was not ready for that. It's it seemed like the the show was was like you said, giving us little hints here and there since season one. Since season one, and again, kudos to the writing team and the acting for this whole show. It's it's like it's there in your subconscious, and you just are not. It's not there right in front of you. And then as you put the pieces together, it's just like this awesome picture. And you're like, but you also oh don't God. want to believe the picture. Yes. Because it might be something like, and, and it's a mirage. Yeah. But no, it's kind of like, you don't want to see the picture because the picture is something you're not, you don't want to admit to yourself could be, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I was telling you earlier that it reminded me very much of the relationship between Zena and Gabrielle. No, they're not sisters, but Zena had her darkness and her, she was a warlord. She was, she know, had her, she was very dark. She was very, very dark. But what made her dark? It's because of family trauma. Her brother was murdered in front of her. So she went on this path to get revenge. And in doing so, now she's trying to have all this penance. And over, you know, all her seasons, she was trying to help people. 
And, and sorry, that is a spoiler alert in case you have not seen Xena. They live through the banter music, which is our spoiler warning. So I think by now they know. Just saying. Then you had Gabrielle, who really was just leaving a small little town because she wanted to see the world. She didn't, you know, she thought her, the world was much bigger than just marrying the person she was betrothed to. And she wanted to live life. Mm -hmm. And she was the innocence. So you have Waverly and Winona. And Winona has constantly said... Waverly was the loved one. Waverly is the cherished one. Her father didn't treat her that way. Right. But the town did. When Bunny was uh, in love with her, with the Cupid episode, mm-hmm. there was the discussion where she goes, I can't believe they like me. And, and when it goes, why? Because it's a day that ends in why? Yeah. I mean, that's my point, right? She is the light. Everybody's drawn to her. But that's not reality. And I know this is a fictional show, but if you think about it, no demon is ever all dark. And, and no angel is all light. Yeah. yeah. I understand. And and I think that's a very um, poignant theme here that each each and every one of us, right? We're not we're not one sided. No. Right? We have Fifty Shades both. of Grey? Uh maybe you. <laughs> No, what I was going to say was that we have different aspects of ourselves. We can be both light and dark. Mm-hmm. We're not all one thing. You know, you have the devil inside, devil inside. Every single one of us, the devil inside. No. No? No. Oh, well. Cute. But, you know, just don't start singing genie in a bottle and we're good. Um I'm a genie. I asked for that, didn't I? You gotta rub me the right way. Meow. (laughs) But if we're if we're really looking at it, though, Rachel's looking at Winona now, right? Like Winona is the only one that treats her kind of like an adult, like not like this kid who hasn't been traumatized, right? And she also is saying, you know, your family. Yeah, and Winona says no, no, and and that's a compliment because she doesn't want. Rachel to have the burden that she's been carrying. I mean, being an ERP heir is not, it's not just rainbows and what is it? Sunshine and rainbows. That's it. You always end up alone. She's, she has basically said that a lot in varying ways that she ends up alone. But if you really look at it now, Waverly could end up alone too. So they were both cursed Mm -hmm. from the moment they both were born. And what keeps them going is each other. Um, the bond that they have. They balance each other. And even, you know, and I'm, I'm going to put pins in things because I want to reference the book and I want to reference other things. So I'm putting pins in those. I'll bring them up later. But that major Earp sister fight. Oh my God. First off, I had to tweet out at Kevin to see if he was okay. Yeah. Because that was ripping my heart apart. And it really did remind me of, again, Zena and Gabrielle, the bittersweet, where... It's just, they, they deliberately said and did things to deliberately hurt each other. And we have never seen the Europe sisters do that. Yeah. They have fought, but not like this. Not literally pushing all the right buttons to deliberately harm each other. Well, and from Winona, it seems because she is in such a dark place, you know, the only thing that she can do now is lash out. Yeah. At the very people who really deeply care about her, you know, because they're the closest. But it's, you know, Waverly is, is still trying to bring Winona to realize, you know, what we love you, stop hurting yourself like this. But Winona's so lost 
Yeah, she's not ready to hear it. She's not ready to hear it, which again, that's one of the things that I, I love Winona or the show has done um, is deal with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we'll put a pin in there because there's more to discuss there. But when Winona immediately sees that she lashes out, when she feels cornered, she lashes out. But from Winona's perspective, she must be seeing perfect little Waverly's getting her perfect little wife and she's going to live her perfect little life. You know, everything seems sunshine and rainbows for her sister. And part of the reason she feels that is because she's protecting her sister. She's doing everything to make sure that Waverly gets the good life. And Waverly is seeing her sister not asking for help, not working with her and not meeting her halfway, you know, even to the point of where she, uh, she mentions that, well, you know, Holt was human and then, and then Waverly, uh, and then Winona, Winona hits her back with, right. oh, so it's okay for you to kill Ma Clanton, but it's not okay for me to shoot someone in the back. Right. Both were unprovoked if you think about it. I mean, I know that Nicole was being hunted and Ma Clanton was going to make another Reaper go out, but the, the fact is both of them committed murder. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like in the beginning scenes of this episode, you know, Winona... At the beginning, she you know, she's okay. She's fine. She's going about her business. Well, she seems people. fine. She seems fine. But we also see the progression of okay, doing this day in and day out. That that is your necessary evil. It if chips you will. away at you. Yes, and so you know she that's that's why she's spiraling. It's it's the fact that she keeps killing. Yes, she's killing demons, but she still keeps killing. Yeah, and she has to live with it. Like when Jolene points to all the hash marks on the wall and right. I'm like, oh, those are all the days she said, no, those are all the demons and lives. And when she says, oh, well, they're all demons. No, they're not all demons because Winona has had to put humans down. Mm-hmm. Darkness and evil come in many forms and she's the heir. She has no choice. Right. She has to do what she has to do and she has to live with it. And I also see Waverly in that section kind of, you know, Winona is, is, I don't want to say self-medicating, but that's like, we joke about her in the earlier seasons. We would always joke earlier seasons. We would always joke about her drinking. And this time it seems like her drinking has gone that step too far because it feels as if she's drinking to cover her pain now, as opposed to just drinking to kind of not pay attention to something like, Oh, I slept with somebody. Let's just deviate here. But this is pure pain. Like the only way she can function daily to do this anymore is to drink. Right. She's hit, she's hit rock bottom. And if you look rock at rock bottom, but if you look at Waverly, she's completely avoiding everything and is instead going, I am going to focus on my wedding. I'm focusing on Nicole. I'm focusing on this. I'm going to focus on fixing Winona. I did nothing wrong. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to face I it. I'm focusing on Winona. I don't know that she thinks that. You know, she didn't not right, do anything wrong. But she's not looking at it. She's not accepting her part in this story. But but that's why I'm saying I love how the show is delving into, because the mental health side of that, the guilt factor, yes, the, absolutely. The, the ignoring the root of your pain, the root of the problem by focusing on someone else or something else is very well done here. Right. It's like a volcano. You You see it. It's going to erupt. And when it finally does, it's a magnificent explosion. And in Winona's case, the explosion is, I think her explosion is very different than what I expected it to be. Um, I had expected it to be a much... Uh, Winona's or Waverly's? Winona's. I, when Winona blew up, because I really do think Winona came kind of 
full circle and, and was accepting things here. Her instincts are, are very much intact. She's very much there. It's not that like she can't do her job, mm-hmm. but she had to, um, oh, what was the friend who went into the fog, led Nicole into the fog? Casey. Casey. When he's dead, she's like, we can't, we have no time. And I know it's lost and I know it's sad. And when Rachel says, is this how it's like for you? And Winona finally looks at her and goes, yeah. And there's a softness and a sadness in her face. Right. And that's why she is, as you know, we're saying in air quotes, self-medicating, because it is painful. Yeah. But what I'm saying is we're starting to see how she's accepting things and she's realizing who she is. And, and we've been seeing it this whole time. It's hard. And it has chipped away and she's reached rock bottom, but she's starting to see, hey, I've got Rachel. I've got all these other things. I've got family. Waverly's in trouble. I know she's with Jolene. You know, there's all these things that she has to process, but she's been doing this for so long. I have no doubt that she'll figure out a way. I don't know if Waverly has that. Waverly hasn't had to deal with it to this extent. No, and that's why when it finally exploded, we have this incredible transformation because she has been transformed. She's been, like you said, ignoring it for the longest time, not dealing with it. And now voila. And change is the only constant in the world. Yeah. And love being the most powerful, you know, energy force on earth. But anyway, I, I, I think we should kind of put a pin in that because we have a lot of other stuff to talk about and really delve into um, other aspects of the episode of what we learned uh, we learned that the BBD tried to contain the fog. They tried to uh, dissipate the fog and they failed. They can't mm-hmm. do it. So this, what is he, the highest up level showed up. All right. They activated the NOAA protocol. And uh, Doc was taken. Mm-hmm. Jeremy is being held for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not I appetizing. Think, no. Mm-hmm. And I think Doc is now considered food, even though he, because he's in the same pen. I, I don't think he's considered food. I think he was part of the demons, right? That were, that they wanted to save and put into the ark because they didn't have one. Yeah, but he fought back. And remember when they put him in a different pen, he fought back. He was with Jeremy and Jeremy's like, oh no, we're going to make us food because we stood up and we fought back. That's why there were humans in there because demons need food. But then there was also the werewolf there. Yes. But again, they need food. so mm. And they did kill Dallas because they said they had one of that kind of demon already. So for all you know, the demons that are in there are going to be food for the other demons. And I found that really interesting because for the Ark, right, you go in two by two and mm-hmm. they're only taking one. It's the BBD. Maybe they can clone. And I mean, if Doc goes, he can create a vampire no matter what. Or maybe they don't want, they want to make sure that they can handle them. So they're only taking <laughs> one at a time. That is true. That is true. Um, um, we know that uh, the fog spit Nicole out. Yes. Which I then, I turned to you as we were watching this and like, is it sentient? Does it know? But considering the, the last scene we saw, it appears, and I say appears because I'm I'm very cautious with factual statements when it comes to this show mm-hmm. because they have very good way of editing and tweaking and writing things where I think one thing, but really it's another. And mm-hmm. that is kudos to to everyone involved. But it's just, it felt as if Waverly could control the fog because when Winona could suddenly breathe and the fog was receding, Waverly walked through it. So I wonder if she controlled the fog and indirectly or subconsciously because she wasn't at that point yet, she ensured that Waverly would, uh, Nicole, Nicole would be safe. was free and wasn't ripping her face off. And 
And again, you, you had mentioned this earlier that, you know, love is the most powerful force. I'm thinking that maybe if Waverly does control the fog, mm-hmm. that maybe something deep within her still holds Nicole very dear and very precious. So she still doesn't want anything to happen to her. So Nicole got spit out. I agree with that. There's nothing that's 100% darkness. No, I mean, humans are multifaceted. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes us, you know, interesting, in my opinion. Because and, and that's what makes characters interesting. Is right. They're not, they're three-dimensional. And they're not perfect. Yeah. You know, they make mistakes. And it's how you, how you get up from the fall that matters. And in some cases, how you get out of the fog. But speaking of fog ripping people's faces off, let's go to Mercedes, uh, who has got her face back, thanks to... Mm. Waverly. She sure. makes a really interesting cameo here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great cameo. Mm. Totally great. They open up the door. She then tries to do her Mercedes thing, which has always worked. Yeah. Then she gets shot in the stomach. Which I did not realize until you played a clip of it that Jolene herself was shot in the stomach by Winona using Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if there's a parallel them may- parallel there maybe they're going to bring back mercedes even though she was shot well doc was right there and if doc can get out if he smells blood there's nothing from stopping him from turning her into a vampire see this is why in one of our old episodes old older episodes i said i don't want to be a vampire because i'm going to go hungry why would we're not going to have that conversation again but i i i i don't know is anything real? I mean, we just had this conversation earlier. Nothing is really dead in the Ghost River Triangle. I know. So oh I wouldn't goodness. be surprised if Julian comes back somehow. Just saying. Mm. Mm. Um, but but going, because we don't know, what we do know is dead is all of those people on a bus from the Reapers, which are now controlled by Cleo, who is trying to leave right. the Ghost River Triangle. Which I also found really interesting. I mean, she did not, she, if you think about it, Cleo now is the Clanton heir, mm-hmm. right? She controls all of all of the demons, essentially, yes. or the Reapers, and she wants to leave. She wants to leave her brother behind, Billy. Well, I mean, come on. When, when she was sitting there trying to leave and he came into the room, the smell alone made the other woman go like, oh, what is that? Yeah, I know. So, I mean, wouldn't you want to leave that behind? Well, the thing is, you know, she... She does not want to stay in the Ghost River Triangle, which means that, you know, whatever is there maybe is not worth dying for, in a sense. Well, but we also know the fog is coming in, and we know BBD can't stop it. It's swallowing it. It's swallowing, hold on, but it's swallowing Ghost River Triangle, and the only thing that can walk among the fog is things that are dead. Mm. The Reapers are dead, so they'd be fine. She doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. So her leaving, and the thing is, I think she was chosen to be on the Ark, and that's why she was allowed to go, because they knew who she was. They taped her into the computer. They're like, oh, well, you know, oh, you're in luck. And the minute she said, oh, you're in luck, I'm like, wait a minute, something's up, because nobody ever does that. You never get lucky like that. Right. And that's why I was like, huh, how did she end up in the cell? And like, okay, so then she There's only one of her. Mm -hmm. There is some uh, use to her. And then- because Winona stormed BBD and, and could pick one person instead of Doc or Jeremy, she chooses Cleo. Yes, well, because she then heard that only the, the dead can walk in the fog and dead, she needs right. a Reaper because if a Reaper is attached to Jolene, 
she'll be led right to her and she won't be wandering in the fog because she does not know what Casey knows about the fog. Right. But Cleo then binds Billy to Winona. Now, will that come back to bite her? We know that we see Billy's body hitting the floor, but again, is anything really dead in the Ghost River Triangle? We don't know. And, you know, I did not catch this until I, I watched the episode again, but, you know, Rachel actually asked is she going to be sending Billy in? Yeah. And it was like, uh, okay, spare her the pain. Don't tell her in Winona's face. I was like, oh my God. So she does, she does treat Rachel as part of the family. Yeah. And she gave like this look to Cleo, like almost a warning. Yeah. Don't you dare. She knew. Yeah. She knew she was going to send Billy. Yeah. And I, I give, you know, I give them a lot of credit because even when Winona was looking right at Billy, she didn't say anything. Right. She could have and she didn't. Right. But, you know, going to Jolene now, because to me, Jolene in the episode in season three was one of the most powerful episodes that Winona Earp has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no secret that I feel this way. I have a tattoo on my wrist that says I'm here and I stay because in my darkest moments, this reminded me that there's there's a reason I'm here, that, that people love me. Mm-hmm. And... um I very much appreciate Shelley Scarrell for writing out that tattoo that I have uh, on my wrist, but also for the way it was brought forward, um, the way it was approached, because Waverly was being attacked and, and being hit and then found her value and found her voice and found a way to fight back. And then now you have the return of Jolene and to see Waverly be stronger and be able to see through the same things that had come at her the first time. She mentions to Jolene a mouthful of lies, you know, all of those things. She has more armor. She has uh, an, an arsenal of how to fight back. And she's much stronger than she was since the first time uh, Jolie, Jolene saw her. And that is amazing to me. Well, it, it shows that Waverly actually is has has grown right she she knows now she can identify what it is that she's fighting because she didn't know what jolene was at the beginning Mm -hmm. so you know just like anything else something that's new you don't know how to handle it then the next time you see it then you know and now she has a roadmap she knows how to counter all of the things that jolene was throwing at her but i also you know it's jolene we now know that she is the foe who came back yeah it's like, ah, uh, oh boy. Um, but, you know, her tapping into Waverly's guilt, like pointing out those hash marks, like I mentioned before, um, that these are all the people that Winona's had to kill to save you, basically, right. to protect you. Yeah, she she really is, in this episode, the catalyst to transforming Waverly, right? Yeah. And I, that was just, that was just very very heart-wrenching to me because it was like, okay, she's really now forcing Waverly to face all of the darkness yeah. right, that she was ignoring, yeah. like what we were talking about. And when Jolene finally pulled that feather out of Waverly's back. Oh, and it was black. And it was black. I'm like... So wait a minute, Julian had white feathers. Right, but but there was, and I don't remember which episode this was. It was, it was like a deja vu moment for me because... I, it it felt like Waverly had pulled out a dark feather somewhere in one of the earlier seasons. Well, if anybody knows what episode that was or knows the reference, please uh, send us a tweet. Yeah. 
and let us know at Forever Fan Pod because it's going to drive Sheila crazy until she figures it out. Or I'm just going to make you watch all the other episodes. To I have up, no but. problem rewatching everything, but it would be quicker <laughs> if someone just pointed out. Cause, I know, but, but it's it's like the all of the all of the fear and the guilt and the and the jealousy you know that that Waverly had. It's like okay, it's now starting to manifest itself once she once Jolene pulled that feather out. And and that kind of reminded me of a scene in Once Upon a Time, and I know you've never seen that show, mm. but at one point. Um, I believe it was Regina rips out Snow White's heart and there's a little block of darkness in it and the purity had been changed. Ooh. And then she's, you know, she's like, look, you're, you're just like me. My heart might be mostly dark, but there's a little bit of red. Yours is mostly red, but you have a little bit of black. And then she slams it back into her chest. You know, we're the same. Right. And that's what we were talking about, right? Not everybody is purely evil or purely good. We are multifaceted. And I have to say, I loved the line, I can be a hero and a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just one thing, but I loved that line. Right. But something I noticed, and, and I brought it up to you, in the episode Jolene in season three, Jolene's hair is jet black. Mm-hmm. And Waverly's hair, besides being very long, um, is lighter. It's a light brown with what appears to be like blonde highlights. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Jolene is bright blonde, Mm-hmm. Waverly's hair, which I think it's funny that they mentioned it, you know, except for the haircut, I'm medium about that. Right. Um, her hair seems darker. Mm-hmm. Now that could be the way they shot things. This could be uh, me pulling something out of nowhere and looking for references. I question if she is, even though she's this dark, overwhelming, oppressive character, in some way she no longer harbors the hatred for Waverly. Now it's about getting Waverly to become who Jolene knows she is. Yes, and it's more like, okay, I want to be part of your camp now. She said in in season three, uh, when I believe it was Waverly asked her to do it for her, and she goes, you're not listening. We're linked, you idiot. Mm -hmm. So obviously they are kind of both sides of the same coin. Well, I think in in episode, in season three, they were talking about, you know, they, they were born at the same time. It's just that Jolene got the short end of the stick, and that's how they're linked. But Possible, could, but I mean... It could be a double entendre here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm pulling something out of nowhere and making assumptions. I don't know, but it's just, man, Jolene was... Whew. Yeah. She was a lot. And so, as Jolene transform Waverly shall we talk about well I should say that as Jolene pushed every single button and then I think the final straw was when she kicks Winona out and then she says you're gonna let her die because you wouldn't even try that last stab of guilt because I think at that point Waverly had already looked at Winona and said you know peacemakers here somewhere take care of Jolene and if necessary take care of me too right she finally is is accepting the fact that you know what i might be a demon she picked up peacemaker and remember earlier she says peacemaker knows you're not worthy and then she picked it up and it burned her too right so immediately now her guilt and everything is you're not worthy right it's now start it's it's a chain reaction that you cannot stop yeah so (sighs) and then shall we talk about the fallen angel now (sighs) do not do this but we have to. Do not do this. We have to. It's the biggest part of the episode. 
All right, fine. At least, at least. At least what? We actually finally found out what book Waverly chose. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? Say it. Say what? Say it. You're right. What? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. Mm, You were right. She did choose her own book. Waverly, Waverly Gibson. Um, yeah, it did not say Waverly Earp. It said Waverly Gibson, which again leads me to believe we don't know much about Waverly. We've only been given tidbits since season one, and now we might actually get the nitty gritty story. Right. And what's interesting is, you know, when she called Doc and said, you know, cryptically in, on the phone, bring it, bring it, and let's go to our place, right? It was like they they had been meeting and looking at the book all this time, no one just knew that they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the book has always been blank. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing you and I have been talking about is that, you know, answers sometimes aren't just, they're not just given to you. You know, you have to figure them out. Right. And I, I thought that was rather interesting that they, you know, they did that scene because you, you, don't find answers in the book. Sometimes. I mean, unless it's math or science where it could be repeatable and it's, you know, very simple and like two plus Straight, two is four. Straightforward. Yeah. It's not really simple. Learning math was not easy for me. But anyway. But it, it also fascinated me because, again, going back to what we know of Waverly, Waverly Gibson, she's, you know, she's constantly gone around saying, I'm an ERP. Even when they say, you know, Gibson, ERP, doesn't matter. You're my sister. Right. But Waverly has not, at least again, what we've been shown my feeling is we really haven't gotten to that Waverly Gibson side and maybe all the pages are blank because she's never truly accepted who she is and her story hasn't really begun. Right. And, and that's actually what I took from that. You know, yes, they were, they were hoping, and she even said this in the dialogue, you know, she was hoping that she would find answers that Winona is part of her story. A very big part. A very big part. And maybe the book will, will help her figure out how to save everybody. Yeah. And because the because she hadn't accepted who she is fully. And if I remember correctly, there's a line, and I apologize for cutting you off, but there was a line that she says to Jolene. She's like, I'm not going to tap into something I don't know how to control. Yes. She, act- she absolutely So she knows it's there, but she's terrified. Yes. She's very afraid because she does, she does, she feels how powerful it is. She's afraid of who she is. Right. And so, you know, the blank pages of the book, she's, it's not going to be fully written until she accepts who she is. And that book does not look like it contains sunshines, rainbows, and unicorn poop. Really? Well, I haven't been able to say unicorn poop in a while. <sighs> anyway, so we don't know now where the book is. It's, it's with Doc. Well, it was with Doc, but then Doc got hit with the tranquilizers yeah. and went down. So the book could be by the stairs, for all we know. It could be in BBD. Yes, it could be in their um, archives somewhere where they keep all their artifacts. You ever um, notice everybody in the show just keeps losing things? Uh, I know. Like, really? Strap Maybe, it. you know what? They need tile. <laughs> like a tile on the book and just beep it. <laughs> yes, we are not sponsored by tile, but if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> um, so, no, you know, now that Waverly has accepted who she is and she's transformed, I'm actually wondering if the book now will have something written and if it will come back in like the last two episodes and tell us how it ends. And I wonder if anybody but Waverly will be able to read it. Mm, very good point. But I mean, we, she has, I think, come to terms with what she's done and realized she murdered someone. Yes, it was in defense 
of the one she, the, the one she loved, but she still killed a human. Well, uh, she still she was you Ma know Clinton. Uh, I know she's human. Cleo's human. They might have powers and whatnot. Maybe maybe they're witches, mm. but they still like they said Holt was human. She goes mm. at Winona with that. So you yeah. have to assume. You know, Ma Clanton is human too, but she accepts finally who she is and that she has to get herself out of that situation. And when she does, man, I was not ready for that. No, she was a terrifyingly beautiful demon. I just, I, I love this show. I really do. I can normally, as someone who has watched like a lot of television over my life, I can normally pick out things and I normally tell you, I'm like, Ooh, what if she does this? Or what if they do this? Oh, I know. And, it's and I could be wrong. Crazy. I could be completely wrong, but I will always have these weird inclinations. But I, I kept telling you, she's going to have to sit on the throne. She's going to have to sit on the throne. And then in this episode, she says sitting on the throne was heaven because she felt nothing. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God. All right. And Doc she's said right that again. must've been hell. And I was like, ha ha, I'm right. She's going to sit on the throne again. And we were literally giggling about that and being silly about it and live tweeting. I, did not see this coming. Mm. I was not prepared for it. I feel like my heart was ripped out, sauteed and shoved back in in pieces between the Earp sisters fights, knowing Nicole and Nicole has been kicked out and doesn't know where she is. So has she been kicked out of the triangle completely? Yeah. How, how is she going to get back? You know, so we know Waverly is still somewhat in there because she loves Winona enough to suck the fog away and allow Winona to breathe. We know Nicole has been kicked out and is safe somewhere. So the people she loves, she knows are elsewhere. But the the calmness and the cold, calculating way she kills Jolene is just, I was not ready for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't have anything else to add because I can't, I can't verbalize anything right now. I just, it, we've got two episodes. Yeah, how how and the thing that kept coming back to me, you know, the last episode Winona was saying, "I can stop what's coming." Mm-hmm. Can she really now stop Waverly when she couldn't stop Waverly when Waverly was Gooverly? She couldn't do it. She couldn't put her sister down. She took Mixion in and then eventually figured out a way to do it, but she couldn't kill her sister. Right, and I think. Uh, Gooverly even said, what are you going to do? Kill another sister? And Winona put the gun down. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't, I don't think Waverly is going to be stopped by Winona. I think the only way she stops is Nicole. I really think it's going to sort of take a burden off Winona, I think, because it's going to say, hey, Winona, you are the heir but you can't do everything. You're not alone. We help you too. We are capable. And I think it's going to bring it in a different direction. I'm, and again, I'm hoping, I'm so hoping. Cause I, I, I remember reading some of the tweets and I think it was Sakari who's like, this is going to end on a cliffhanger. And it just stuck with me. And I'm like, oh my God, it is. Oh my God, it is. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then it did. And I was like, I, I literally just looked at you. And I remember saying something to the effect like, what the hell? just happened yeah i i my jaw was on the floor it really as soon as waverly made the transformation when when her eyes changed and i'm like ah uh, i oh no yeah i just i yeah 
so I, I can't add anything to that anymore. I, I hope that you're right that, um, and, and as we, we talked about it, you know, maybe Waverly still has that little piece of her that, that loves Nicole. Um, and so hopefully there is a way to save Waverly. Yeah, but then also you have the concept of Jolene telling Waverly now go and wipe out everybody in the Ghost River, tri- you know, Ghost River Triangle. Is yeah. she going to do that? And Is she, she going to wipe out the world? Well, and then she said, "You're not going to bear witness to it." So, yeah. You know, so I can take that as, uh, well, okay, Jolene's not going to bear witness to it, but what is it that she's going to do? Yeah. Maybe she, maybe it won't be total annihilation of the world. Maybe. <laughs> I know it's a big emergency and it's we like, have, we have to wait another week. Look, I'm just going to say that in two episodes, two hours, all of this has to come to a satisfying conclusion. Well, it doesn't have to. We'd well, like no, they, it they've to. They've said, they've said in interviews that they are happy with how, if it is the end that they feel that the fans would be happy. I'm just going to say that this is proof enough that there's a lot more to tell. There's a lot more to go into I would really love it if it turned into like a Grey's Anatomy and went for like 20 seasons. I'm biased, but that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, well, we can only hope. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that wraps up our discussion of life turned her that way, huh? Yeah. So uh, what did you think about it? Were you ready for, you know, dark wave early? Um, Are you wishing for the week to go by as quickly as I am to find out what the hell is going on? Uh, There's really, truthfully... Only one thing left to say. Your journey is over, Winona Earp. No, no, it is not. They are not going to end it like this. There are two more episodes, like I said, and there could be many, 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 many. Did I say many more seasons? I am fine. I didn't catch that. There are many more seasons to go. There have to be. I am absolutely fine. I am totally not panicked. I am not freaking out that Dark Waverly is going to wipe out the entire planet and that we're going to end up on a cliffhanger in two episodes. I'm like, yeah, okay. Anyway. Tell us how you really feel. I'm worried. I'm more worried now than I was about thinking of her sitting on the throne. But seriously, tell us what you think. We are we alone in this? Are we the only ones panicked? You know, if not, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Forever Fan Pod. And uh, if you want, you can drop us a, an email at info at foreverfangirls.com and make sure to subscribe to that little subscribe button. Just just tap it so that you know you can hear me panic babble because that's what I'm doing right now because I really am like I oh, there's only one really left thing to say. And mine has just begun. Oh, boy. Anyway. That's our show for today, folks. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember... Strap in, strap on, get your stuff. Because it's going to be a bumpy ride to the finish.